0: Good evening. Um, another episode of piping talks. Uh, it's a piper uh, today. We have Ross Miller from Scotland. Uh, we'll hear about how he started uh, playing the pipes. Uh, funny enough, another boggle, um sort of uh, uh, player that uh, we overlap. I think for for a year or two, um, and uh, and then went on to to play for Inverary and um, guess for other bands as well. So looking forward to to hearing more about his piping journey. Uh, he's also a super talented uh, solo artist and uh, released an album a few months ago, I think, or a few years ago. Um, so I'm excited to, to dive more more into that. But uh, uh, Ross, how are you doing? Good evening. I'm
1: very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's nice to be here. Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we were just chatting, but Super busy week for you. You uh I know even when I was doing the World Solos Drumming Championship, you were always like playing for multiple uh juvenile or novice juvenile at Bogle. Um and you're obviously that we're recording this right before the World Solos Drumming Championship, which is happening on saturday are you playing for anyone you said one person is that it or do you have more people
1: uh, I'm, I'm playing for five people uh, as, as you say i'm all Damn. i always seem to be in demand i don't know if it's because i'm like a pipe and jukebox a wee bit with the the pipe band yeah. tunes you know the rant is i guess it's as soon as you know the cameronian rant that's you that's you done for in the in the solo drum. for a drummer but, yeah sure so yeah no i'm playing for a uh, gavin r who plays in inverary who played with us in Bocco. Um, I'm mm-hmm. playing for Karen McQuillan, who's the leading drummer now of Paul Call. I'm playing for a guy called Michael Shoppy from Dunedin in Florida, um, and right. I'm playing for two drummers who are from the Isle of Arran, which is was what or was my school job until a few weeks ago, but it's been the October holidays since I left, so. I said I would still play for them because there's been no nobody else to play for them, so I'm playing for them because I'll be there nice. anyway. So a busy a yeah. busy day, I think it? I'll have. Yeah, do you know what I do actually? I think it's it's quite good. Lots of pipers are either scared of it or like, oh, for goodness sake, it's a solo drumming. But I am um, I yeah. find it actually quite. Uh, I, I find it quite fun. It's a good reason to play. It's we've we've had a few solo piping competitions over the last few weeks, so I've been playing in that kind of elk anyway. So it's not like I'm going from having not played my pipes since the world's till to having to play for five drummers. It's I've I've been playing anyway, and because it's my job to play pipes, I hope that I would be playing pipes anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Do you uh wait? You
0: have to like memorize. Quite a few sets, then. I mean, I, I guess you, you you always like know sort of the classic. But do you feel it challenging? Like, do you always have to learn one tune or two based on the drummer?
1: Yeah, uh, d- it depends. Like th- this year, I, I knew like I knew all the tunes. I think so. It's just remembering what order of set it is for each drummer, and especially in the adults when they pick it out of the hat. But some of the like the reel goes in, or the shuspe goes into a different reel, and summons and a different. But it's actually been fairly. Fairly good this year for everybody playing different tunes, which is good. So it's, there's not there's not too much crossover. I think I think there's I can't remember. I worked out the other day, but I think at one point last week I was preparing nine MSRs because I was playing solo piping as well. And um, of that, there was only like oh three God. tunes that were the same across the thing. But it's it's fine. It's not it's not too much of a, an issue. I'll say that, and it'll be a disaster on Saturday. But um... <laughs> <laughs> well, but I hope, I hope each player. I hope each
0: player you play for uh, will get you a drink at the end of the uh, of the of the day and per two. So yeah, you
1: can, that's it. Yeah. You
0: can do it. Um, well, I, I I guess you're. Uh, you know, if Gavin care uh, okay, is in under eighteen, so he only has what one MSR to play. But if you know, once they get into the adult and he goes all the way through the final, and you have Gavin making it through the final, that could be a long day. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. It was, it, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll survive nice nice um
0: all right cool well so tell us about uh you know how you um obviously we we played together in the same band but uh um you know i'm super curious like how did you get into piping
1: in the first place where you, are you from the sort of bathgate area yeah sure so i am. Um, i loved piping from when i was a young age my um my, my parents always said that I wanted to be in a pipe band and I actually used to make bagpipes out of like a two litre bottle for the bag with a scarf, wrap, a tartan scarf wrapped around it. And then I'd have a kitchen roll tube as the bass drone. And then the two toilet roll tubes as the tenor drones. I would make that and then I'd have a recorder and that would be my, my bagpipes. And I would stand at the side of the street and play that. And over years, like this was probably when I was like three or four, um, over the years, I would I Graduated onto like the toy pipes you get on the Royal Mile and like a bigger set of them, and then event I wasn't allowed to start lessons until I was seven, um. And by that point, we lived uh, for a couple of years in Inverness, um. My dad had a job up there, so we stayed up there. So I used to get lessons in the caberfe bagpipe shop in the Victoria Market in the middle of Inverness, um. And yeah, I got lessons from a guy called Finley McGee there, and then he moved on to be pipe major of the RAF and i got uh, lessons from andrew McLennan there who um, who still works there now to this day and i still actually i'm in contact with him i see him he's always at the um the northern meetings and the competitions like you know the championships that are up in Inverness. or i played in hootenannies a couple of times and he was there like, so being like i did that, that so um so it's great to see him and then yeah we moved down uh, when i was about nine to um back to back to the we'd lived in lithgow before and then we moved up to Inverness and moved back to lithgow mm-hmm. and um i then we were looking for a new teacher a new band for me to go to and andrew put me on to the ball call band and then so i played my first season there when i was 10 in the novice band and um then i got i got solo lessons from alvis Kerr, um, when i was kind of nice. between i guess between like i don't know 12 or 11 and doing like 11 and 15 or something and then uh when i was going through that i went to the piping center and got lessons from greg canning in the piping center uh, for a few years until i moved on to the the RS, rcs course and then um i right. played in ball, played in ball call until 2015 uh, i left the same year as ross walker left and i then God. moved and joined Emberini. and since nice. then i've been yeah yeah just just do, doing doing the things Doing the things, yeah, no, know. And so you touched on
0: like, um, uh, you know, you're going to, I keep saying the RSMD, but you went you, to the conservatoire. Um, was it, you know, you were talking about how growing up, it was something you, you know, you loved the bagpipes and you love, you know, bands and stuff. Is it something that you were like, I want it to be my job, like down the road? Like this is the one thing that I want to be doing full time? Like from an early yes. age?
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I remember picking my subjects at school and high school, based around what I needed to get into the RCS. I think it was like you need three oh, really? C's or something at higher. But I remember in like second year just dropping everything I didn't want to do, picking as much music as I could and doing like subjects I enjoyed doing and trying to get my parents were obviously encouraging me to get a broader, a broader range as possible just in case something happened and I wasn't. But I was fairly like determined that I was going to get onto that course Um, when i was 18 and my my path i kind of i had mapped out for myself was i was going to do the course and i was going to play in a grade one band i was going to try and win the worlds and i was going to like you know try and get into the silver medal and the solos and i was going to get a teacher job at a private school whatever that was in the world and i was going to be like like that that was the path that i went in to the rcs wanting and then i guess i went into the rcs and decided that I didn't want that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? That's so funny. Yeah,
0: because you... Um, I mean, I, I know, you know, we, we definitely hung out a few times and you always were like a creative mind. Um, and I feel like in the past few years, I've seen you like, you know, with your album and, and writing music and... Uh, uh, and But being more into the sort of the folk scene as opposed to uh, the pipe band. I mean, you still play for one of the best bands in the world, right? But do you think that the when you entered the school and those four years at the school I think it's four years um you changed your mind it, the school changed your mind what changed your mind at halfway through that you know decided to go a, a different route
1: I, I don't know I think it was I think it was more like the being in Glasgow thing and being like and I became friends with like people who didn't play the pipes uh, but also played music I think like at school like I was the only person that played pipes there were some people who played music to an, all, an okay level but like nobody from my school played and everyone at hall pipe band obviously w- w- when I was growing up were good pipe band musicians and we were in the juvenile band together and I know, in the grade one band together but it's like you, everybody was good at the pipe band thing but they all did different things so like nobody kind of like I was never really in contact with people who like did music as a career it was always like people did their career and they were good at whatever they did and they did um, piping as their hobby so pipe, pipe band's mm-hmm. always been I've always seen pipe band as my hobby and then I remember doing a few weddings when I was at school and things and I would like oh, make money from that oh that's nice it saved me flipping burgers and McDonald's or whatever it was and I remember always being determined to not have to to do that I always got don't have to get a normal job but I hate now I hate when people say that but I remember saying that myself like I don't want to get a normal job because I just want to play the pipes all the time. And I still just want to play the pipes Mm -hmm. all the time. But um, yeah, so that was always my thing. But um, yeah, I think I started to get lessons and I was hanging out with people and I was like, playing border pipes and playing like sessions in the student halls and going to the Ben Nevis bar and things. It's like, this is way more fun. And these guys all know the same tunes as me. And like, Oh, what's that tune? I'll learn that tune this week. Or there, there was all this kind of thing like, Oh, you could play with other people. It had a bit, I think, I don't know. I have the, think the best, one of the best feelings in the world is playing in a pipe band when it's good. in like final tuning of the worlds. Like, I think there's nothing better than that for me. I like, gives me goosebumps i love it but then playing with other people when you're just like playing music and there's people enjoying what you're like what you're playing i think there's no better feeling than that as well so like i like performing is basically what i mean so and playing in a pipe (laughs) band and playing solo bagpipes isn't really going to give you that satisfaction as much as playing with other people does i guess i see and
0: and and now you know for people listening that you know will Probably Google your name or or go on YouTube and can hear some of your perform- performances. You you're definitely you know, I mean it, clearly you're enjoying it. Uh, you're enjoying the performance aspect of, of things and and uh, and I think people you know watching or listening are you know seeing that in in you and it's interesting to to hear it. W- were you always you know was it a click when you started hanging out with other instruments and going to sessions and and uh, playing you know just just jamming on tunes? You felt like wow, this is super fun. Like, I want to double down on that sort of career path and, and kind of, like, keep doing that.
1: I think it was more about, like, diversifying my options in terms of, like, I love playing in the pipe band. I still play in the pipe band, as you say. I love doing the solo piping. I still do the solo piping. But, like, I also love this kind of other aspect of it. And that's where you, I, I found that, I guess... I, there was the possibility for me to make a career there I made a, made a Kaylee band with my friends uh, which we still have now and it's very successful and that's what pays my like pays me to live essentially just doing Kaylee's and corporate events and things and then there was like you could also like I started a band like you know I played with Charlie Stewart we did a couple of duo kind of CDs so you bring the stuff out with that and then it was like oh like kind of further down the road after uni I was like oh I'll maybe do an album myself but get these people to play on it and we'll create this music I'll write some of the music and it was it's it's like having different ways in which to make money from playing the pipes and then obviously the teaching aspect is also part of that but I've now very recently started to scale that back um as well so like I don't want I don't want to be teaching whilst I can I don't want to be teaching, not because I don't enjoy the teaching. I love the teaching. I get so much out of people, like, enjoying the pipes. And I have I got a pipe band project from nobody played pipes in the school to we had a pipe band at The World this year. So, like, things like that are really yeah. rewarding, and I love that. But it's, like, I, I want to play the pipes because I feel, at the moment, that's what I'm best at. I want to perform playing the pipes. And I want to do that before I have, I guess, responsibilities. Not that I'm planning to have responsibilities, <laughs> but, like yeah you know you know whilst know i'm what young you enough mean. to to be able to like travel the world and see things and i play with the chili pipers uh a bit fair bit now and like getting to kind of do uh do gigs with them uh, as well like see the world do different events different things it's 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 good just to be able to play your pipes and make money but also feel like you're enjoying it and you're not stuck to i've got to be at this school at nine o'clock on a monday morning to do my teaching like, right i, I right. can go and do the things is what i mean
0: yeah yeah yeah. i like that you you trying to find the balance between you know playing in the band is like you know twice a week practices and you have those majors and you know competition sort of aspect and then you have the school like you just described but part of you is like ton of creativity that you just want to you know um experiment with things and play with other you know musicians and and, and stuff like that um that that's great great to hear and i can see it when i hear your music you know um you released
1: an album uh i think it was a year ago right it was uh, it was actually two years ago it was uh, march 2020 i released my album and we all know what happened in march 2020 so <laughs> I, know, um, I was gonna say so yeah i yeah i graduated in 2017 and then like kind of let it mull over and then i think it was after the worlds in 2019 i was like right i'm doing it now i'm going to go and do going to do an album i've written like i've written some tunes i've picked some tunes that i like i'm going to get assemble a band assemble the troops and we're going to go and record this and then it's going to come out on my 25th birthday which was the 9th of march and, like, this is this is the kind of plan. That was the big kind of idea of it. And, you know, the, I guess a USP for it was, it's coming out of my birthday, it's the culmination of 25 years of my life. That kind of idea. Nice. Um, I, you know, pe- people like that. Oh, it sounds a bit kind of corny or whatever, but people people like having something to kind of relate to, especially when it's not like this is about that hill or that's quite common thing. Like, people use a theme for, for an album or for, for music. But, like, my theme wasn't yeah. so much it was like this is just tunes that i like to play and i want to play them with people so um did you write yeah. most of the tunes i would say it's about half and half maybe 60 40 in favor of tunes that i wrote uh, and tunes that i just i like playing um as well Do you enjoy and it? the the yeah. the writing part yeah i like play i like writing tunes i would say that like i kind of built up a bit of a reserve of tunes and then the kind of a few of them came out in that and i guess you I um, was listening to other podcasts you're saying and other podcasts that I listened to about things um, like creative things, people will always say that, you know, you write like a hundred tunes, but only like three of them are, are ones that you want to kind of present to people. Um yeah, I would say that's definitely the case or you certainly write fragments <laughs> of tunes and you go, Oh, actually that's not good. Or I wouldn't want to put that out, but I can, I've been doing that. And then even since then, I've been doing a few, but I, I think it comes in, it comes in waves. I would say, in terms of like feeling creative or feeling like you want to write a tune. I wouldn't say like I sit down and I'm like, right, I'm going to write a tune every week. Or I wouldn't say that I'm walking down the street and some I go, oh, that's the tune, like that zing kind of moment. I don't wouldn't say I work like that, but I do often, well, not often, but a few times a year I get asked to write a tune for an occasion or I will write in a tune for an occasion. It's a good present um a good free present to to family members you know (laughs) big big birthdays or weddings and things and so like i I will write tunes for that or i'll use bits of some some ideas that i've had and finish them for 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 the kind of commission aspect of it as well which means you then build up still more tunes that are yours. so like i probably got like a a bank of a few tunes now that maybe we go towards future recordings or future and you releases really or stuff as
0: well like event yeah, yeah do you do you um do you sort of experiment as well when you do performances with your with your band like do you uh is it something where you add like some sort of tunes that you're unsure about but you want to see sort of the reaction of, of, of people or, or how it feels playing with other instruments
1: yeah so it's been a bit strange because i guess it came out in 2020 and we were supposed to do some gigs in 2020 to launch it and all that kind of thing and then the idea was we would get more gigs in 2021 because people had liked what they did in 2020 etc etc but what has happened is that we've had two years off we didn't so but everybody who was booked for stuff in 2020 is then doing things in 2022 and then everyone who's booked for things in 2021 is then doing things in 2023 so it's been very or late 2022 but all the gigs have basically been this year Mm -hmm. um for everything and everyone so there's such a big kind of i feel like it's fairly crowded at the moment um in terms but basically what i'm trying to say is that we hadn't played any of the music in the first place live we i we put the tunes together as a group the band together we recorded it we released it and we never played it to anyone until i think the first gig as the full band was in we did a few like online trio things and things but the first live gig was in june 2022 and it came out in march 2020 wow. so like we hadn't had a chance to even play that music and see how that sits live. So we didn't, so like, then we, That's crazy. we, put some, we yeah, we put some new sets together for some festivals because we had to play for longer than the album. So we had to put some new music together anyway. So we, we have been playing that, but even then you've still not really had a chance to get the feedback really because you've only, we've only done like six, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, six or seven gigs. So it's, it's been, it's a strange thing um it is very strange and it's quite quite difficult to kind of get your head around in terms of like wh- what is this and where does it go and what is because you know the, the path is easy the what i described is you bring the album out you tour the album you write some new music and you do another album or you do some singles and then it just kind of rolls on from there but it's not really been like that at all and yeah so it's, it's a bit yeah strange.
0: and you probably want to change stuff too right if you're like well now I've got like you know I want to tweak you know even if it was a tune that you guys played in the album maybe add another instrument to it or something
1: yeah sure or yeah the lineup changes and you have to oh the fiddle played that but there's no fiddle here today so like the guitar will have to play that or the pipes will have to play that or we can't do that tune like that because there's there's no that that voice from the album isn't there not necessarily a singing voice but a musical voice if you like isn't there as well so it's yeah, it's, it's yeah, a fairly yeah. it's a fairly interesting thing but nice
0: um and then so right now you're fully busy with a few bands that you describe um uh and also Inverary. you um how, how was it like the you know winning the walls um a few times with Inver uh what was your favorite kind of like memory out of uh the past like you know obviously before pandemic was with the band
1: with the Inventory Band, I think, yeah, certainly winning in the world has got to be the, 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 that's the pinnacle, that's what I've always wanted to do, Um, mm. yeah, I, I've wanted to win the world since I was like, I came close, we came second in Juvenile three years in a row, 2009, 10, 11, um, when I was in that Juvenile band. And what we we're on best drum corps and it was like oh we're gonna win this time and then we got beat on ensemble preference there's the like so like it's, it's kind of been there Always I've been second something. with <laughs> i've been second with ball call i've been second with ember a couple of times it's like so it's like actually kind of getting over the line is almost a relief thing if i'm honest that's i think quite a lot of people say that it's like especially when you're kind of pushing 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 and it's like you know like it's, it's all you've ever wanted and then it's like oh we've done it now like that and it was like obviously it was a great time and it was brilliant and i loved it and but it's, it's kind of it was almost like thank goodness i've now got that on my cv as like I've done right it. especially
0: as a professional musician right like like you yeah. i think it's important to to sort of have that um because it.
1: Like, it doesn't really like nobody cares but if you can go to someone and say i'm a world champion piper that and i'm going to come and play at your event all of a sudden they're like whoa this guy like knows what he's talking about like it just mm-hmm. adds a little kind of stamp of authority. Um, like, and it, it, it's not yeah, completely it definitely necessary. It's not completely necessary, but I do think it, it does help a little bit. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, um, I always, you know, I ask this question to, to the guests is like, what, what is the, the favorite, you know, sort of tunes or moment or medley uh, that, that they've played or that they've heard from another band. It could be a band that you played with it could be Bogle or juvenile or a great one or, or Inverry. or it could be one of the tune that you wrote, um, that then people can kind of like go and listen afterwards. And, and why is it so, you know, why is it your
1: favorite? That's that's the easiest thing in the world to answer, is playing at L'Oreal with Bagad Cap tune. Caval. <laughs> yeah, no, no. No, it's playing at L'Oreal with Bagad Cap Caval in 2019. By far the best really? music... By far the best thing I've ever rent. done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did, Like, I, I would move there right now and just do that every week. It was amazing. The, the whole experience. I really? Know, it's, it's, I know it's your thing. It's your, uh, your part of the world. But the, yeah, I just oh man it was just so good the way that they went around it the feeling of the ensemble the actual like the actual performance was just like it was in the stadium the way that it's like the pipe bands i know it's like a bigger ensemble but the pipe band essentially at the end of the day is um treated as like you know it's it's like rock and roll for pipe bands that you would never like you know you go in the world and you all face each other and like and and i know why we do that and i understand it and I, I try really hard to play well in the pipe band of course i do but like th- this like oh we're here we're stopping and starting there's other people playing the there's solos like it's 10 minutes of music and we only got it on the monday before and it changed on the wednesday and like we played on the saturday it's like i can't, you could never do that in the like in the in the pipe band world in scotland today nobody would go with you if you if you suggested that as a as a thing everyone be like "No, we can't do that like we've got to practice from october to be to be good in august and then like we we're rocking up and i know the band the actual cap band do like the remedial work before that but essentially like lots of us turned up on that monday and the band performed on the saturday and it was yeah by far the best thing i've ever been part of it makes it makes I like, totally I'm, forgot yeah that's yeah. right so it's yeah it was amazing it was like so good and i was like i want to go back and then 2020, we went back. Did I did the breast competition in 2020 with them, and then obviously lockdown. And then I couldn't. I was never going to do Lorient in 2020 because that we were doing the concert with Embury. So like it was like, mm-hmm. three days before the concert, and that's not going to fly. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah so I, a little tight. <laughs> yeah, so so the so the plan is to do that, but this year you can do Lorient, but well, I can do Lorient because the worlds is a week later. So I'll be'll hopefully right. hopefully assuming I don't have a gig or uh, things like that I'll hopefully be able to go back and do the cap cabal thing this year as well because it's just it's just nice. it's just different and I, I think it's just because it's different and like the people were also welcoming the the style of where well, you practice you, you know yourself you practice all day and you eat together you know drink together party together but you're just there all week like i often feel that pipe bands in Scotland and Ball Call was the same and, and Inverary. it's like you just turn up do the band practice and leave. And then turn up do the band practice and leave and then turn up to the competition go out for the night out leave and it's, it's all very kind of everyone's in it i don't mean in it for themselves well in a lot of ways and certainly it sometimes feels like that and i, I include myself in that like, i'm saying like it was a relief to win the worlds for me but it's like i joined that band like you know because i was like that's a good band i want to play with and they're very mm-hmm. good but i think i'll have a chance of winning the worlds there as well so it's like there's mm-hmm. all this kind of like things towards that and i enjoy the music that we play in every day but i felt that cap was more of like a let's go and see how it goes kind of thing like we're playing really well but like it doesn't matter and it was, that was the point was proven like we won lorient in 2019 and it was great and then we came third or fourth at brest in 2020 and everyone had just as good a time and i and like for me i was like well we didn't win like why is everyone going like like crazy it was it was like you know it was everyone's up like, oh, but the performance was great and we loved the music that we played and it was that that was nice it was nice to be around that because you can get very much sucked into the we've got to be as good as possible and when the world's thing <laughs> so right that. it's
0: uh i love to hear that i mean obviously because i i i've seen both uh, obviously i grew up playing in what you're describing and then i've seen the other aspect of it which is by bands um uh and and it's I think I think you're right. I think you described it very well. I just wanted to let you speak and kind of like yeah. express how you felt. And uh, I think I think you're 100 percent right in the the perception of um, what the event is and what the music is um, and what you know playing with other people is um, very different. There's no right or wrong. I think you described it pretty well. Um, but it's 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 very interesting in terms of like uh, music. I've had many com- conversations with with different people that or rather from Britney and, uh, you know, play in a pipe band or someone from Scotland or a pipe band going into and playing for a um, In terms of like the, the music aspect, was it quite challenging uh, compared to, you know, an MSR or a medley that you used to play? Did you did you feel like it um, had to work a lot more um, than, than for a medley or MSR?
1: Yes, yes and no, I think yes because you're like i didn't have really much experience playing that kind of music at all i had a little bit i'd done the mccrimmon before uh, at Lorient, and i'd done the um i i'd played some music at, at uni just like we had to learn a suite and we did in a youth band as well so like hervey came and taught us a suite once like that kind of thing but like i, I never like had to play it seriously so i could perform it in a band like especially as a fly-in um like that kind of thing as well. So yeah, it was it was interesting, and the recordings helped. You know, you just like try and make it sound like the recordings, and then once you get there and you kind of start to like to understand what's happening, you realize that if you miss a grace note or you miss a doubling, it's it's not it doesn't matter because there's a hundred other people to do it for you or to cover up the fact that. And it's the same. I guess it's the same in a pipe band, but I think in pipe bands it's like more of a problem if you're not like technically like. Like perfect, perfect at the music so I think it's more about the music yeah. and it, but w- which makes it sometimes harder as well because you because I don't like feel it's the same as you often find that people who don't live in Scotland or weren't aren't native to Scotland struggle with strath space for instance that that in piping that's what I find um, as a general, and that's a general thing, but I find that people struggle to understand Strathspey if they're not from Scotland it's the same because the Bretons, you, you, play, you play Breton dances, which I don't know how the Breton dance goes so me trying to play for a Breton dance like doesn't quite marry up in your head, so you end up trying to like create this, what you've heard and try and copy it, but you can't do that until you see the dance or you feel the music that other people are playing so I think from that side were you listening part, yeah they, they just they did rehearsal they had like the rehearsal so you're listening all the time to the music and that was actually easier to remember it because if you look at there's like 15 pages of music for 20 minutes you're like how am I <laughs> going to remember this and it the thing as well is it changes all the time like each thing has a different um variation and you you're you, you play it and you go oh that's fine that's just repeated and then you look and you go actually no there's a little touch here but it became it was like obviously there's a little touch there like you know, when you're playing it, you're like, oh, I don't even need to remember that because you can like feel it coming. Instead of like once once you kind of re- work out the style and things, I think like I'm I'm experienced enough and like I know enough about it that I can work that out. So it means that when you when you do that, it becomes quite um, like yeah. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well,
0: what was the first like impression? Because I imagine you know you're so you're remote, you're flying, um, and you know you. Uh, uh, listen to recordings and try to match, you know, to perfection, whatever recording is being sent. And you can hear, you know, for those that that don't know bagat music much, you have a pipe core and you have a a bombard core. Um, There's like a question answer, um, you know, in in terms of like how the music is set up. Um, But if you listen to the recording, uh, you know, but then when you You're standing there with everyone going, everything going on. You do have people moving, and you you know if you're not used to, you know, it's stupid. But if you're just playing in the circle all year long, and then all of a sudden you're thrown into this half circle and seeing other people kind of walk around. What was the, you know, not even from a music perspective, but what was, um, what was the most like intriguing thing that you experienced when you first arrived, your first practice, and you're there, and you're like, what is this?
1: Yeah, it was getting the pipes. Like, I didn't, we didn't have pipes that when I went in. So, like, I had, I, I went from, That's bad play, to start. I, I, yeah, I played it on, like, I hadn't played it on the pipes ever because I'd only played it on the practice chanter because I didn't have pipes that I could play. Play You couldn't play along with the recordings on the pipes, which is what you'd want to do. But I couldn't, I just couldn't do it because I didn't have the equipment. So, I turned up and I got mm-hmm. given this set of pipes, uh, smaller drones, like, and I got, like, with cane dronies in them and, like, a chanter that had a low f instead of a low g and the drone's tuned to b and i'm like what has happened so like the first like strike up the pipes and you're like this is so weird like how does this feel but that was the like that was really funny and then yeah just the sheer noise or how loud a bombard is as well when you, <laughs> that, that's oh, you awesome. had not here well I, before I had, you did not hear any... I, I had and i'd heard bag ads when i'd been in lorient before but i'd like never been like inside and in, like you know really like close in the band with them like i'd only he- i've heard it from a audience point of view and being like "Wow, that's pretty mental but i would never been like in it and being like whoa that <laughs> is pretty mental. but
0: yeah no it, yeah, it was, yeah i forgot about uh, it yeah
1: so, nice yeah, uh would you
0: so you said you would do it again and do you feel like it drawn um, some inspiration into your personal sort
1: of like music and, and how you approach pipe bands maybe maybe i i played one of the tunes that we played um with Cap Caval on my album, one of the tunes that Tongi Tony wrote. And um like but I played it as like a, a polka to fit it into like the kind of style of the set. Or basically I played it to the accompanist and they accompanied it like that. That's how they felt it would be accompanied. So we kind of ran with that a kind of different take on it. And obviously I was playing it on the Highland pipes, not the um not the B pipes, which is what you play in. Well, for it for anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. or what what you would put, i think actually i think at brest this year i think it's highland pipes and um, because of this st- where because of where the music is from so i think the suite's going to be on highland pipes but i'm not quite sure but, so- i
0: uh you would think I, I would know but uh actually i don't uh but <laughs> i'm just glad that they're they're playing and that the sort of the bands are, are you know back back at it after after a break um Cause one of the competition is inside and one is outside and the one inside was very tricky, obviously with, with COVID. So, um, but that is, that is awesome to hear because most people, uh, you know, they find medley. or last week I talked to a guest, um, who was about, um, harmonies and, uh, you know, I was surprised by it And, and to you when you said, oh, that's dead easy and I was like, oh, wow. I can't wait to hear what's next. And they said it was my experience in, in Brittany. So that's, uh. Again, unique. Um and for some reason I knew you did it, but I, I forgot. Um were you just by yourself when you did it? You just like went over uh, No, I,
1: well, I went with uh, Callum k and Chris Lee. Um, Chris Lee from Hong Kong and Callum Kay is from Edinburgh and he's doing the course at the moment and um he he went when he was younger, his mum played the pipes in the Vale, Callum uh, in the Vale of Athel band in the nineties. Right and uh, so he would go like his middle name is like a he's got a Breton middle name and things so he's right into it right. and then I I met him through Chris Lee who I was friends with from uni and then Chris had done it a, a, the year before and then he and then Chris and Callum both did Breast and they were like oh you've got to come and do this so then I went for Lorient um as well and I know I know, I know it. like Gus from the Inveraria band as well Gus Sickard and um really, and right. there, so yeah so there was like the three of us went we had a bit of an english-speaking section of the the pipe core as well which was which was helpful um because yeah, you know, all, 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 that- all, all the instructions would happen in French and then you'd be like I don't know what's happening here <laughs> sure. Sure, so. why not?
0: Just like me when I uh, was playing with the the juvenile band, the would be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I not, I remember
1: just, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so, someone from West Lothian shouting at you in very fast Scottish. Like, you're like, yeah, what? I it don't was. What that means.
0: <laughs> it, it was quite an experience. um How's your dad doing? Doing good. He's, I, I remember yeah, he's, he was good. always around the band. Yeah,
1: no, he's, he's he's still still doing the the pipe band dad thing. Or still, the, my my biggest fan, you know he actually for the gigs this year he had a a t-shirt with the gig poster on it that he wore to he came to like all of the gigs and he wore the t-shirt to all of the gigs which was really it's really nice just to kind of you know get the support and things and I had my as I say I had my school pipe school pipe band out for this this year for the first time so he, he came to that and like basically showed showed the parents what to do and how to like you know, or how we did it at Baka when we were kids like, get the tuck shop, make sure you like, you know, things like that. Here's the waters, carry the waters, carry the capes, and all this kind of stuff that you wouldn't know if you hadn't done it yeah. before. So they yeah, all, when I, when I left my mum, eh, all the mums, sorry, were saying like, and my mums and dads who came to the, with the Iron Band were like, oh, make sure your dad comes back. Like he can't leave. We need his help. So no, he's, he's doing <laughs> that's so. that. That's
0: funny. That is true though. You know, like I, I, Again, coming from Brittany, and, and even the juvenile band was—it um, was an army. It was like set up like like I had never seen before. Um, it's uh, it's so impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the juvenile and also the Great One band um, <clears throat> at Boglehole do they, they do a really good job with with setting up stuff. No, no, um, for sure. I want to yeah. touch on that. You you, you went up to um, Aaron, right? So, which is quite north. Um, so you got to you go out of uni. And you got a job at that school right, like right away?
1: Yeah, sure. So I, um, so I taught when I left uni. I taught two days a week in a place called Garvin, which is in South Ayrshire Council, and that was a, a project. Um, again, it was. An, there's a funding body. Without going too much into it, there's a funding body in Scotland called the Scottish Schools Pipes and Drums Trust, and their ethos is every school in Scotland should have a pipe band. That's their, their eventual nice. long-term goal. And that's, I think that's a great goal. Uh, and it's great for people like me who are coming out of uni looking for, like I wasn't looking at that point, I was looking for maybe a couple of days to make sure I had a steady income. And then, but like, and, but they're also like, yeah, it's great for people coming out looking to teach full-time and things. It's great. So um, yeah, I had a job two days a week there as part of the council, but also funded with them a separate project. And then I taught at Wellington School, which is a private school and air a day a week. And then I also started this project on Arran, uh, which is actually you're saying it's up north. I guess it is. It's an island. It's it's just in the Clyde though. It's like so. It's it's like this. Oh, it's actually this be like it's. Something it's, it's else. This, no, no. It's, but it's the same. Like I guess it's the same. Long the way as Glasgow. It's so it's an hour to the boat and then an hour on the boat. So it's actually not too too far from Glasgow. It is on an island. It is got all the problems of an island in terms of if the boat is not on, you're not getting there, or you're not getting home, things like this. But right. it's but in terms of accessibility, it's not the worst. It's it's by far closest the far the closest island to Glasgow. And um right. but yeah, so I did all these projects and over time the Girvan one came to an end. The funding finished. So I, I finished that. Um and that was good because I had more gigs. So that was perfect. I had two days a week of teaching and um my gigs and then the wellington one during covid i lost a few students because we weren't allowed to teach in the school day i had to teach after school and they didn't want to do that because it was something they did in school so i lost some students and it kind mm-hmm. of came to the point where i was like i don't want to be teaching after school in a school so and i wasn't allowed in the building right. even even for a year after you were allowed in the building for covid everywhere else so it was just i was like nah and then um but the Iron one I kind of stuck with because it is I had it from complete scratch. Like no one had touched it. It was my it was my thing, and um, yeah, we just we started the project straight from uni. So that was in twenty seventeen, uh, and we got yeah we, we had a band at the worlds this year. We should have had a band at the worlds in twenty twenty, but obviously the worlds didn't happen. We well, we played we played the British, the Scottish, and the worlds. And we also did uh, our draws and Highland games, and we came to play the piping live, um, down the street. You know how they do the bands, oh, no so, yeah. So we came and did that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was it was a great experience for the for the young people there to do that. So, um, and then yeah, as I say, I was looking to try and o- I only want to gig now. Well, I'm going to try and only gig now, and do some private lessons. So I after I kind of had completed the project, the A was start from scratch and get a pipe band to play at the worlds and we did that and i felt i had left it in a strong enough position to move on from that and someone else could take it forward and look at trying to i don't know get a prize at the worlds or get a prize yeah yeah yeah. That must have been such
0: a it must must have been such a um you know sure like winning the worlds is great and stuff but like taking you know a band from an island um, that had never competed before um to you know going up and competing at the worlds i mean that's um that's amazing achievement
1: yeah no it was uh it's yeah i'm really really proud of it and i'm really proud that everyone got on board with it as well and obviously we had some struggles along the way and we, could, we couldn't go to the island basically for two years, well, for a year ish six months and then we could only go back sparingly and then the boats are a disaster you won't know about that but there's a big whole thing about they were supposed to get a new boat and they didn't and the government have had a disaster making this boat and it's, it's a total disaster but so the boat keeps being mm-hmm. off you have to do like lessons online into the school which is not the same like i'm sitting here and there's like two people on Aaron, and like on my screen like yeah not easy So, um, so there was all that kind of to deal with, but yeah, but we got there in the end and I I was very happy with the way that they performed. They were doing what they tried to do. Um, unfortunately we came last, but someone's got to come last at at the worlds. We, would we'd (laughs) not, the the worst bit was we hadn't come last all year. The band and it was way worse all year. And then at the worlds, we were really good. Oh, I thought we were really good. We did all the things we were looking for and then we came last for goodness sake. What a disaster. But yeah, happens, it's, but, it's just, but yeah, it's it's just it's how it is, and uh, yeah, and like we kind of tr- tried to sell them the dream. Well, well, basically, I tried to sell them the Eveready dream, of like I showed them that video, the Ascension video of Eveready, which was like mm-hmm. Stuart walking up and down a hall with like like three or four kids, and then. Into this kind of monster that it is today and like i tried to sell yeah. them that and show like had that had the idea of like if you want a competition we're going to play off the car deck of the ferry like you're going to march off the ferry like down the street and things like that so like i'm trying to sell them that kind of thing and i think they, they won at our drossing games um they won the novice juvenile at our drossing games uh and they, they did that they, they played off the ferry so it was like all this kind of like we're trying right to on. do the get, get them get them to enjoy it and obviously they're not going to enjoy it as much as like you or I would but at least some people have got something out of out of piping and drumming on on an island that the only pipe band culture was this non-competing local pipe band that weren't particular aren't well I wouldn't say aren't but weren't particularly encouraging of young people like not kind of seeing the bigger picture perhaps and like looking at oh we, you need to learn 15 tunes to get into the band like. That's not that you know, if you're a kid and you're going along, that's not really gonna encourage you to practice. Whereas I'm I'm there in the school being like, Come and play with people your own age and but then you can play with that band and play along the street and do the events on Aaron, that'll be fine. And you can be part of your community and that's great. And I'm all about community bands. I played in Barcall for years. It's it's about the community and doing the Galladay, Bathgate Galladay and things. Like I did Iron Highland Games with the school band. It's 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 about the yeah, the, the local community is really important, and I think that's important to making that project a success as well.
0: Yeah, I I love to hear that because in uh, your energy too, you're you know you're someone with a lot of energy that can you know drive and get people together. So you're probably the perfect fit for that. And uh, again, I love that you're talking about community because both bands that you've played with are, are very community driven. So you had that kind of example. So that's fantastic to hear and inspiring for. You know other bands around the world that may be listening and you know my struggle with you know getting people on board and stuff so i like that you you double down or you 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 know talked about the community aspect of things
1: yeah no i think that's um it's the most important thing for sure yeah no
0: you're right you're right um What's uh, I, I want to be mindful of your, your time before you go and uh, and practice with all those drummers. Um, I know you're off today, uh, so I want you to, <laughs> to enjoy that that night off uh, before the world solos um, on Saturday. But so what's next for you? You have you're talking about a lot of gigs, but obviously Saturday world solos drumming championship, big day. Uh, what's what's after that? Do you have anything leading up to you know in the winter and stuff?
1: Yeah, I'm going uh, on part of the Red Hot Chili Pipers um, German tour just after i've got some solo competitions after um after the solo drumming and um, i'm doing london the solo competition in london then i'm going away with the chili pipers Sweet. i'm doing a workshop in brittany in wren uh next weekend with gus uh, gus sickard me and him are going out to do a workshop with a band i can't remember the name of it in in brittany um on saturday and sunday next week that'll be fun And then yeah, just in the lead up to Christmas, lots of um, different events that I'm playing out with my Kaylee band and the Chili Pipers, and going to start recording some new singles to come out early next year, um, as well to try try and kind of yeah, just to try and I guess reinvigorate and just try and get some some more gigs and some more opportunities to play with my own band as well so just and that that's what this i guess newfound time off away from teaching um i'm going to try and pour, pour my time into creating some music writing some music some videos and things and i think also i don't know if you saw them but i did some christmas videos last year the last couple of years and every time i see people everyone's like oh you're going to do your christmas videos again so i think i might i might get talked into doing some christmas videos this year again because that's it's good for engagement. People seem to enjoy it. It's a bit of a laugh, so I think that I will um I, I think I think I'll probably do, do some Christmas videos as well. You so. should. Yeah, they're well crafted
0: too. I mean, you know, it's you know, multiple angles and recordings and you probably spent a lot of time doing these videos. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I couldn't I couldn't believe how much time I'd spent on it the first year that I did it because I had, I had no, like, I didn't have to leave. I wasn't able to leave the house. We were in lockdown in Glasgow in 2020 Christmas. So I did 12 days of Christmas and I just spent like, from the moment I woke up until like four in the morning, just like editing videos and recording videos and just like, just, I just like 12 days of it. It was insane. And then last year I tried to kind of do that and then realized that I actually had other things on and gigs and things. So I wasn't, so I ended up with only six last year so um i think it might be a similar thing this year or i'll maybe start earlier but then it does feel a bit crazy get feel a bit crazy getting the christmas tree up and the santa suit on in october maybe
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah just for the video just yeah absolutely Uh, yeah yeah, that makes sense um well i hope you you do them so people watch out for um Russ Russ videos um they were awesome just super well crafted and um and and quite enjoyable too so um it was a good a good thing to to listen to but uh yeah thank you thank you so much anything you want to promote um i know you just talked about your events but um obviously you mentioned the album that you released you can get them on your website i imagine
1: yeah you can get the album and there's a book as well there's a um a book of all the tunes how i played them on the on the album as well uh, on my website and you can listen to it on spotify apple music and all that kind of thing i don't really care these days as long as people as, people can, as long as people, enough people can hear it or as many people as possible i want people to hear the music that i make i'm, I'm not too um too bothered people get all uppity about spotify and things but i think it's uh I, th- I think it's important for people to hear the music and use it as a marketing tool as well so um yeah, and then yeah, I, yeah exactly. i'll be bring, as i say i'll be hopefully bringing out some singles in the uh, in the new year maybe i was probably like february march time i think we're maybe going to do three so that's the that's the plan there for from awesome. my own point of view anyway. That'll be that'll be great. And then, yeah, back, back to band cool. practice yeah, soon, I think, that's... as well. So that'll be
0: good. I uh, know, right after the World Solos, I imagine that's where every band's are, are going back to. Yeah, I think so. We, um, we, we'll maybe be a bit later, yeah, maybe yeah. January for us, but yeah, it'll be good. Is that where usually when uh, the the like in Verity, the great, great One Band start? Yeah, normally. around yeah, doing some, some time off. Uh, nice, that's awesome. Well, you guys deserved it after the season you had. Um, well, good luck on Saturday to uh, all the players that you, you'll be playing uh, for, and and also for you playing all those tunes and MSRs, um, maybe hornpipe jigs if if some of the adults uh, are making it to the final, which I hope for Gavin at least. Uh, but yeah, and all the best with the gigs. Um, thank you again for for jumping on the. Th-
1: thanks for yeah thanks for having me and good luck with the podcast and things and hopefully see you in glasgow or uh, somewhere in the world at some point i'm sure <laughs>
0: absolutely absolutely take care thanks, it just, man. Thank you. Thank you.